0: The last word with Matt Cooper. Today, it's time for Tech Thursday with Andy O'Donoghue. Happy New Year to you, Andy. Good to see you here in studio. And before we start talking about the circular economy for technology... I want to ask you about this story about Microsoft making its first keyboard change in almost 30 years. What's involved in this?
1: It's an incredible change for Microsoft, Matt. And so what they are doing is they are making a keyboard change that will give Windows 11 PC users direct access to its co-pilot service. What's that? And so this is the big push to get... Uh, artificial intelligence onto the PC. So we've heard about ChatGPT all year and everything that that brought us. Microsoft, of course, are a big investor in ChatGPT and they ha- they are using ChatGPT within their own products and Copilot gives you access to artificial intelligence while you're using Microsoft products like the Office suite, including, say, Word, for instance. So now... Um, people will be familiar with the Windows key uh, on the keyboard, which used to give you the Start menu. Now you'll have a dedicated key... Um, to get access to these services. So it is a big deal for Microsoft, but what it does show is their commitment, not only to this technology, but also to pushing it out to all of their users.
0: Will that be keyboards only for new PCs, or will there be keyboards available for people to purchase to connect to their old PCs?
1: Well, I suspect the keyboards will be updated, and so the new keyboards will start becoming available, and of course it is Windows 11. So this is a new feature, um, but uh, you know, it, it it is wonderful to see it.
0: Okay, why is it wonderful?
1: because it shows their commitment long-term to integrating a product that currently you have to pay for. Um, but what it does show is that Microsoft have their average user in mind, not just the people who are buying subscriptions. So, of course, there will be premium versions, but it means all of us will get to take advantage of Microsoft's innovations.
0: Okay, now I wonder, will others follow suit, such as Apple or whatever? Because, for example, I use an Apple laptop and a tablet an iPad in this case, and but I also use Word on them. So will then other, uh, the likes of Apple, feel that they're going to have to put such a key on their keyboards? And,
1: and that's an interesting question about Apple because they are investing a significant amount in AI themselves via Siri, their digital assistant. And so will they help Microsoft out by in- enabling this kind of feature on their own keyboards. Actually, I think they will, Matt, because it keeps people on their platform and they won't start to lose them. But I think we will see similar initiatives from the likes of Google and from Samsung and everybody.
0: But if it happens on PCs, will it happen on tablets? And then more importantly, when's it going to happen on our phones? So
1: there, are, say there's a ChatGPT app at the minute that you can use. So this will be very quick. I mean, last year took us by surprise. The speed of adoption, the speed of improvement. I mean, literally the difference between ChatGPT Bt three and four is phenomenal, and e- it even changes over the, over a couple of months. So I think this year we will start to see. Um, this type of feature and capability more and more places.
0: Okay, now, for the rest of Tech Thursday, you're straying into John Gibbons' territory, <laughs> I think, aren't you? Because you want to talk about the circular economy when it comes to technology, which is means what?
1: Well, it's interesting to talk about the circular economy this time of year because it is the time of year when people often do a clean-out and they start throwing stuff away. Simply, the circular economy is... Aims to maximise the life cycle of products and reduce the waste and promote the reuse and recycling of them. And that's really important in technology. And, and the circular economy is not a new idea. It goes back to the 1970s and a man called, I think, Dr. Walter Stahl. Um, and his idea was to make stuff last longer and that would help us build a sustainable economy. It's taken a long time for the rest of the world to take that seriously. We've kind of lived through something akin to the Industrial Revolution In the 20th century. But what it means to technology, Matt, it's incredibly important because producing. Um, uh, phones, producing laptops, printing circuit boards, all of that is quite hard on the earth. Precious metals are extracted and of course we have pollution from the factories that work on lots of this stuff. So the longer we can keep devices in circulation, the better. How do you keep them in circulation? You make devices that can be repaired, that can be upgraded and that have value when you're finished with them and they can be sold or traded in.
0: Okay, tell us about Fairphone's leadership as you see it in the circular economy.
1: And Fairphone are a remarkable company and they... Uh, they basically create repairable long-lasting phones. And the Fairphone 4, which was a really nice phone and a good spec, and it worked really well, nice smartphone, it got a 10 out of 10 score for repairability from iFixit. And iFixit is worth looking up if anybody's interested in buying a new product, because it tells you how easy it is to keep your product up to date and fixed, which is really important. Um, their latest phone is the Fairphone 5, and costs 699 so it's not a cheap phone, but significantly less than Uh, um, hero phones or or leading tier phones from other makers and the Guardian called it the most ethical sustainable and repairable handset Um,
0: Yeah but does it have all of the apps that you might have on your normal phone? Does it have the camera? Does it have the screen? All that sort of thing.
1: Absolutely it does and the Fairphone 5 has an excellent spec. It's 5G Uh, it has dual sims which is a great feature that I love. It has a really nice OLED screen it has an uh, all day battery and it recharges to fifty percent in twenty minutes, and what I love about it it's backed with software and services that they w- that this phone will be serviceable. You can use this phone until twenty thirty one
0: okay and then what about if you the, if you were going to get that and you wanted to get rid of your old phone, what would happen to your old phone
1: well there's a lot of things you can do with your old phone. So people, when they have, and, and you know, many of us will have three or four mobile phones in our house, so you can sell them. You can go to uh, stores around the country, I think CEX, Exchange, and you go in, they'll buy your phone from you. Also, while you're there, of course, you can buy a, a, a used PlayStation. But sorry, when, when you're, you're, when
0: you're, you're selling, will you get a fair price, or is any price a fair price, rather than leaving it in a drawer at home?
1: Well, if you're the seller, your, your price isn't as fair as it is for the buyer, I suppose. That's a simple thing to say. But what it means is that you get to trade in your phone. Apple and Samsung have started really good initiatives um, for this and you can trade your Apple phone in directly to Apple and Samsung uh, the same and they'll give you good value for it when you're buying a new one.
0: And what about sites like Swappy or Refurb.ie?
1: And they work really well and so people there was, I I think coming up to Christmas I saw a statistic that was published that over a quarter of phones bought this Christmas were from sites like Swappy and Refurb.ie so they were reused um, um, for Phones that people had traded in. So it is absolutely worth thinking about what you do with your electronics because it get it, it isn't demolished, it isn't um, recycled, but it is refurbished and someone else buys it and uses it and the phone stays in service. But, but even
0: longer. if it's a very old... I can think of a very old... Long disused iPads and iPhones at home can they still, many years after they've last been used, be repurposed?
1: Yes, they can. Many of them can, and um, if if they're if they're in reasonable repair, even if they're a little slow and they're a little laggy, and it, it's interesting, people um, could Google the charities who accept them. Many charities accept them. Some of them use use them for recycling, and they get and they get rewarded by the recyclers for that. But many of them don't need powerful computers and they are used for kids. Perhaps um, there's an autism app that's used and some other applications. And so families um, get these um, iPads and tablets that have been refurbished and they are put to good use.
0: Even though they may not have enormous memory capacity, there still is, for the functionality required, they can be refurbished.
1: Exactly. They're not going into business use, they're going into a specific use that a family needs them for.
0: And what about the recycling centres? Are they actually if you bring something there, maybe I'll just think of another thing like, God knows I have a couple of them at home, old printers that no mm. longer work. And will they actually be broken up properly so as to get some use out of the component parts?
1: They absolutely will, and, and all electronic Retailers have a responsibility to provide this facility. What actually happens is they get shredded and the precious metals are extracted. And then this uh, most of them end up in a conveyor belt and they are crushed. And then there's this huge magnet which pulls out the iron and the steel from the shredded waste. And iron and steel is collected. It goes into big pallet-sized bags and that is um, sold as recycled commodities.
0: And just, you sort of mentioned it, but are the likes of the Apples and Samsungs doing enough to recycle their old products?
1: Well, they, they really are. And there's huge pressure on them because Apple particularly came uh, under pressure for their closed ecosystem. And Which clo-
0: makes it very difficult to repair something, exactly. doesn't and it? They,
1: yeah. and, and they always were. And they also had this thing that if you had it repaired, if you had your Mac, say, repaired by an unauthorized dealer, it invalidated your warranty. So Apple have, uh, Apple have now put in place their, um, um, their, re- their repair process so you can buy the parts you can buy the tools and they have how-to videos showing you how to do it but they also have, Apple have a very uh, complex uh, circular supply chain goal, they have the iPhone trade-in program and they have this remarkable robot called Daisy which people can find on YouTube and uh, Daisy disassembles iPhones at a rate of something like 200 an hour that's about a million devices a year and the metals are pulled out and the phones are refurbished and so Apple and Samsung and Big Tech increasingly under pressure but they are doing a good job.
0: We have to leave there Andy O'Donoghue thank you for the first tech Thursday of 2024 and we'll see you again next week. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4:30.